Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan Attorneys, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to design practical legal solutions for our clients by combining legal knowledge with extensive industry and technology experience. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we discuss notable legal developments and analyze their business implication. I am Sanji Agarwal, your host for this episode, and today we have Mr. Gaurav Tiwari for an insightful discussion on India loses the fight for electronic goods against the EU at WTO. Hi Gaurav, how are you? I am fine Sanji, how are you? I am doing great Gaurav, thanks. So Gaurav, please tell us about the topic and the factual background of the complaint before the WTO. Sure Sanji. India is a party to the ITA and it had committed to a nil rate of duty on the import of certain ICT products. Since the agreement is aligned to harmonized system of nomenclature, which is called the HSN codes, so as and when HSN is updated, there remains a possibility that new products form part of the updated HSN and consequently part of the agreement or obligation. However, India developed a view that as technology has evolved and the pool of ICT products has become vast compared to what was at the time of the ITA, it cannot be held captive by extending India's past commitments on certain ICT products to all the new advanced and then inexistent products. It was with this view that India started to impose customs duty on certain ICT products. However, this obviously did not go down well with the exporters of such products and eventually a complaint against India was filed at the WTO, alleging violation by India on its past commitments under the schedule on the following grounds. First was with respect to duties applied by India to such products that are in access of the duty-free rates that India is obliged to provide under the schedule. Second is by virtue of the above treatment, the EU's exports are getting deprived directly or indirectly of the benefits covered under the WTO agreements. Further, Indian measures are inconsistent with Article 2, subclauses 1A and B of GATT 1994, which requires the contracting party to accord a treatment that is no less favourable than what has been accorded to it under the schedule of concessions. Thanks Gaurav for making the topic clear for our audience. Can you please give some context of the error in the HS transposition exercise that was claimed by India? Sure Sanji, when a country becomes part of the WTO, it enters into a series of agreements. As part of those agreements, there is a schedule of concessions wherein each member country agrees to the concessions and commitments to trade in goods. This schedule is linked to the harmonized system of nomenclature that is the HSN codes, which is a multilaterally agreed system of classifying goods for customs purposes and is administered by the world's customs organization. The HSN is regularly updated and consequently the WTO members schedule of concessions are also updated to reflect the latest HSN through the transposition process. Besides, India is also a part of the ITA, which is the Information Technology Agreement, 
wherein India agreed to concessions on certain ICT products. This ITA was based on the 1996 HSN schedule. As per the norms, the periodic transposition exercise was undertaken to update HSN from HS2002 to HS2007 nomenclature. In India's case, the exercise was performed by the WTO Secretariat on India's behalf and the draft was communicated, approved, circulated and finally certified in August 2015. Later in September 2018, India requested rectification of the errors in the HS2007 as it included certain products in 0% duty rate against the intended unbound rate. India sought rectification on the ground that certain products, which was about 15 tariff items, do not form part of India's original tariff commitments under the ITA, which were included during the transposition exercise. Thanks, Gaurav. So what were the key issues on which India requested a finding from the panel? So, Sanji, if we summarize the key issues on which India requested panel's findings, India's commitments under the ITA are static and cannot increase whenever there is an HSN alignment. Goods that came into existence after the ITA was entered into cannot be included in India's ITA commitments or its WTO schedule. The WTO Secretariat did not notify India on the possibility to change in its commitments concerning the disputed tariff lines. India considers the changes to tariff bindings as an error of pact, which invalidates its consent to the treaty, Schedule of Concessions, according to Article 48 of the Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties. Understood. Please also let us know what was the view of the panel and why did it not concur with India's views. Sanji, the panel was of the view that India's WTO schedule is based on HSN and any product including the new ones that falls under the HSN code will also come under the member's obligations unless specifically excluded by the schedule. The panel ruled that India acted inconsistently with Articles 2, Clauses 1a and b of the GATT by applying tariffs in excess of its tariff bindings in its WTO schedule of concessions, thereby nullifying or impairing the benefits accruing to the EU under the GATT. The panel hence recommended that India brings its tariff treatments in line with the schedule wherever not done. There were three main reasons why the panel disagreed with India's arguments. First, the panel found that it was India's schedule of concessions that was the key covered agreement in question and not the ITA. Also, the EU has not claimed inconsistency vis-a-vis the ITA but with India's obligations under the schedule. Second, although the commitments do not stem from the ITA, the panel still examined whether ITA commitments were static as claimed by India. It held that the same is dynamic and ever-evolving to cope with technological advancements. And third, the WTO Secretariat had already informed India and circulated the transpose schedule with HS2007 changes in India's comments. Therefore, it cannot be said that the Secretariat had failed to flag these issues to India. 
Rather, India contributed to this alleged error by its conduct. Thus, India's claims under Article 48 Clause 1 on invalidation of consent to the treaty were unacceptable. Thanks, Gaurav. So, what lies ahead for the domestic ICT manufacturers of India? The judgment may soon cause some pain to the domestic industry. However, India will have to increasingly hone its technological capabilities and upskill its ever-growing pool of manpower to achieve competitiveness on an international scale. It also remains a possibility that India may strike a bilateral agreement with the complainants as done with the USA to carve out a win-win situation for all. The multipolar global scenario of today, after all, does provide India with numerous opportune moments to seize in its favour. So that's all for today and we will now bring this episode to a close. Thank you Gaurav for sharing valuable information on the topic. Thank you Sanji. It was a pleasure to be a part of the discussion and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would like to thank the audience for taking out their time to listen to this series. We would love your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast at the rate lakshmishree.com to know more. You can also suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. Check out our website www.lakshmishree.com linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with relevant legal updates before you join us next week.